0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
2: Today's special cross-show edition of the Believe in Bengals and Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag, and we've got Monday night football between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Week three of the NFL season is wrapping up tonight. I'll take the Cowboys at home, minus three and a half, but if you want to place a bet on the action, bet online is the place to do it. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Belief, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. They've got football, basketball, boxing, and right now, some of the favorite Vegas casino games. So you want to take advantage of all the amazing offers that Bet Online has for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online where the game starts welcome to a special cross-show edition of the believe in Bengals and believe in steelers podcast i'm the believe in steelers host mark bergen joined as always by my guy two-time super bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the pittsburgh steelers ike taylor and also the host of the believe in Bengals show two former nfl veterans solomon Wilcotts and adam pacman jones fellas i'm really excited to chop it up on this Monday, after what was a 24-10 to 10 fiasco from my standpoint, Ike and I are licking our wounds this morning. And Solomon, I want to start with you. What was your big takeaway from Sunday's game?
0: You know, the big takeaway is coming into the game, I, I thought that the Pittsburgh Steelers were sort of like that wounded lion coming into this game. I felt like the breastplate was laid bare. But I didn't know if the Bengals could puncture um, and, and and really uh, land that death blow, if you will. So many times they've gone out to play in Pittsburgh and come out a loser. And even though Ben is not 100%, TJ Watt is out of the game, Juju was knocked out of the game. We know Deontay Johnson wasn't able to play, Tyson the Lu. There were so many guys for the Steelers who were out. I thought the Steelers were vulnerable, and I didn't think the Bengals would be able to take advantage of it, but they were. And they used Joe Mixon to a T. I I thought Jamar Chase was phenomenal. And how about Joe Burrow? I thought he played um, a very courageous game. He clearly is playing on one leg, but he was able to make enough plays to get out of there. And when you can break the Pittsburgh Steelers' streak 75 straight games with a sack and you don't touch Joe Burrow, it's going to be very hard to win that kind of game
2: if you're Pittsburgh. Ike, I'll go to you before we go to Pac-Man Jones, just to keep it even. I'm sorry to keep you waiting, Pac-Man, but Ike, we talked about it some on our show this morning. We're licking our wounds this Monday morning following a loss to a Bengals team. The Bengals hadn't gone into Heinz Field and won by double digits since 1995. And the offensive struggles were on full display Sunday. But what did you see, Ike?
1: Man, I'm seeing a good Cincinnati defense. I know we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers defense and the sacks and all, but last year was last year. Pittsburgh still start off hot with T.J. Watt, but T.J. Watt wound up getting hurt with his groin injury. So if you look at the Cincinnati Bengals' stats, really the points allowed, they're the number one in the division in the LC North, you know. Then it comes then it comes the Browns, then it comes uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, then it comes the Baltimore Raiders. So if you want to talk about something and winning championships and at least giving Joe Burrow a chance, you got to talk about defense. We all know what Joe Mixon can do when he's running with a full – with, with a full gas tank. You see what uh Jamar Chase does as a rookie and what he's doing. You can see the relationship and people forget about T. Higgins. And people also forget about you gotta have a dog in that slot. And they got a yeah. Tyler Boy in their slot. So if you look at the three receivers, they got an offense, they got some studs at that at that three receivers, not only at the running back, but also at that quarterback position. It's just man, they're not a, they are not getting enough recognition right now at that at that defense on that defensive side. You no, know, leading the AFC North. Which you would think the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Baltimore Ravens would be in points allowed would be one of the two. But now, right now, we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals and what they're doing on defense.
2: Adam, hop in here. What what are we missing?
1: Victory
3: Monday.
1: Oh,
2: my God. (laughs)
3: Victory Monday. It ain't happening. God knows when. (laughs) The <laughs> was come in and beat the hell out of the Steelers, yes. Yeah,
0: you knew <laughs> you, you, knew, you knew he Christ. was gonna come live now. you gonna come I, I'm in Mark saying no for you. That. <laughs>
3: thank you. I, I, you guys said it all for me. I don't even need to say it. nothing else. The defense is playing really good right now, and we always talking about Pittsburgh defense in the division. Every time, as long as I've been playing in this division. We always talk about how they get pressure on the quarterback, how they do this, how they do different stunts, how how they play cover, too, how they play in different zones. But this week, I want to take my hats out, even though they was missing a lot of guys. But this still is the National Football League. Everybody's getting paid. So yep. at the end of the day, um, it was a hell of a game as far as defensive wise up front. I want to get a game ball to the defensive line and the offensive line. It's the first time I've watched a game in the last three years that the quarterback didn't get set.
0: Ah, yeah. And it's a, yeah. one of the first times, too, Adam, where the, the Bengals really controlled the fight and won at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Yeah. I don't know when the last time i was been able to say that when they're taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. This guy, Larry Ogunjobi, came over from the Cleveland Brown. He was the most dominant lineman on the field for either team. He was wrecking shot on the Pittsburgh Steelers running game, and he was still able to get pressure on Big Ben um and the Bengals came away with four sacks how do you get Logan Wilson getting two interceptions a linebacker getting two picks off Big Ben and uh but when I when I really looked at it man I was shocked Boy, and and I with- maybe you can help me with this how did the Steelers receivers drop 10 passes in the game 10 bro 10
1: so it's a it's a it's a carryover from last year you know you get the carryover from last year now you going to have a game or two and hopefully this this be a game and this going to be another game where you have a receiving core and it just it's just not day day. But like you said just 10 drops. Just Ooh. 10 drops out the uh out of a game is not good as a, as a whole when it comes down to the wide receiver crew. So that's how I look at it. And you're not helping your quarterback out. You're not helping your your uh your offense out, but at the same time See, we keep forgetting, man, and Pac-Man Jones, you know this just as well, it's Just you too, Salo. Man, in order to have a good defense, you got to have some kind of run game.
0: Yeah. Oh, Them yeah. two is like a marriage.
1: Yeah. It goes hand-in-hand. Hand. So if you look at a Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, damn, they had 100 yards, he had 90, and y'all playing good defense. If you look at what the Pittsburgh Steelers was doing, you're just looking at seventh on the ball, attempting the ball 58 times. You ain't yeah. going to do nothing to your wide receivers, and you're going to hurt your defense because they're on the field too long. So, all the teams who are winning right now, they just find a way to have a good balance between their running game and the good defense, which leads to open ups to the passing game.
3: And you can see it's every team that have a good running game are winning. Uh, I think that's the problem with, with Kansas City right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, we I, said, I we, were, hey, Patman. Man, he, me
1: and Mark talked about that earlier.
3: You got to run the ball. You got to game right, get right back now. Out and there. Can't stop
1: the run. Right.
3: And, and, and that's the problem right there. You know what I mean? That's why they can't win.
0: I got another At- one, guys. I got another one. I'm sorry, Mark, got another one. I, be- I believe in Ben. I-, I really do. Is he aging? Yeah. You know, he's six months away from his 40th birthday. And I've always said that as these quarterbacks get older, man, they need a team around them. You remember John Elway early in his career? He was a bad dude. He went to the Super Bowl three times, lost every last one of them. Then he gets older, the team around him got better. He had TD. He had a defense that was bringing it. And then he wins. He goes out winning two in a row. He was a better player at the beginning of his career. And Ben is at the phase of his career because I know everybody around Pittsburgh is being done. You know they ready to throw dirt on our boy Ben right now. Ben can still play. I don't know right? about that, Solomon. Hey, no, no, here's the deal. Hey, hey, I saw him miss a guy wide open yesterday. I've i seen did. him. He, he missed a couple. <laughs> <of them. laughs> but he, can he can, got can 10 he
3: can drops. Can 10 he drops. control the game? I, I think he can control the game. Is he the I same he being?
0: Can. No, he's not. He's definitely not the same being. it's what Ike was talking about. He need, they need the running game. They need no, no, a defense to get picks to put him on a short. They need all of those things working around Ben.
1: Solo, Stallo, they 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 got a defense. And oh, you can't have yesterday they, they did not. They, do. They, they, <laughs> Solo, they, 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 they got a defense, and they've been having a defense for like three years now. And with this free agency going on, it's hard to have a good defense like Pittsburgh.
0: I agree. Still. I agree. I agree, so, I agree.
1: but but you but Ben has to want to run the ball. Ben See, John Elway thought he can do it oh. by John Elway thought he can do it by himself by passing the ball. Once he found him offensive coordinator said, No, you gotta you have to hand. I'm not gonna ask you if you want to hand the ball off. You gotta hand the ball off the TD. Once he start handing the ball off the TD, what you got going on? You got a Steve at and company. Now them boys coming downhill and they sleeping people. The same way with Seven. I'm not about to ask Seven to hand the ball. I'm not about to ask him if you want to hand the ball off. I'm telling Seven, you handing the ball off. And we all know the only way to a young offensive line who haven't been playing for a long time is to run the ball to put their weight on somebody. That, that that's what it is. You get these guys and you start you start trying to get them to open up in space and, hey. and pass it. Everybody gonna wind up. Hey Ike, up.
0: are you what you telling me <laughs> that the everybody in Pittsburgh want to run the ball except Ben, step number seven? And I'm i t- I'm just saying this. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. you can't run it out of shotgun, bro. You got to put the quarterback what, under center and go. To every work. time, every that's, time
3: Pittsburgh, as long as Pittsburgh been good, they've always had a good running game.
0: That's right. Okay. That's I don't. I wouldn't it.
3: understand. I. I don't understand why would they go away from the formula that's been working for so many years.
2: I said it this morning on our show of put Big Ben under center, line up in the I formation, put Harris behind. Go. Uh, behind Derek Watt in the backfield, and let's establish the ground game. And, Adam, you're trying to break my heart a little bit here, saying that this game was one in the trenches, but you're exactly right because you look at Joe Burrow, not sacked in this game, and the Steelers entered this game. 75 consecutive games with the sack, and they didn't have one on Sunday. The game was one in the trenches on Sunday, fellas.
3: Big time one in the trenches. First thing when you go in the team meeting room, your coaches give you four (laughs) or five things that you can – that can happen during the game. That's going to give you the best chances of winning. The fucking first one is don't get the quarterback set. That's number one. Number two is play physical up front. Number three, we got to run the ball. If we don't be able to run the ball, it's going to be a longer game. And on Sunday, the Bengals got to do all three of those. That's why yep. we had three Monday this week. And I'm not <laughs> saying, I'm not saying um, that Ben is not going to fix it. But from the from the last two performances I've seen him, Performing, I don't know if he got the attitude that he wants to fix it. And um me personally, you know, I love Big Ben. He's gonna always be one of the greats. And, and, but right. it might be almost time for you know what I mean to look at look look up for some more guys. Oh, it's I, almost solid. I, I was saying yesterday, <laughs> driving home, I'm like, they need to call Cam. <laughs> great fit for Pittsburgh. They physical. They need to run the ball. It's gonna be cold as you know what there. And um, just a little hypothesis, but don't do that because I, I like I like being Pittsburgh.
0: But <laughs> I, I, I listen. I I think what Ike said on the show, you guys show this morning, we've been talking about that all offseason. season. Um, you've got to put the quarterback under center if you really have the intent to run the ball and get physical with your opponent, and to win the line of scrimmage, you got to put him under center. Because if you think you're going to put him in shotgun and then just hand the, hand the ball to the runner and think that the defender's at the second level of the defense, that's why ball handling is so important. It's meant to be used as a subterfuge for linebackers at the second level. And you counter motion. People going this way, they're coming back the other way. But when the quarterback turns his back to the defense and he's doing this, remember Peyton Manning used to carry out every motion, every ball fake. Because you're trying to get defenders, you're trying to draw their eyes to the quarterback while this guy is running out the back door. So, when you start handing off the ball and from shotgun, there is no subterfuge. You, know, That's, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers know this. That's why I don't understand why they have not put Ben so on Silo, the center. So, Silo, is it is it
1: Matt Canada or do seven really want to go on the center?
0: Oh, and you that's, know, that's the I, they,
1: they keep that's... changing coordinators. So you know no, who runs changing. the show here. It, and that's my point. So I said this last year. First of all, I thought Ben should retire last year. Everybody got mad at me in Pittsburgh. They wanted to burn my house down. Is that Everybody... right? <laughs> yeah, so I said. <laughs> yes, sir. And Mark, and Mark can attest to this. Mm-hmm. I said, we need to move on from seven. And here's why we need to move on from seven. And this is no knock to the future Hall of Famer. You got a Lamar Jackson. You got a Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. You have- and- Borrow. I'm looking at the division. I'm looking at it from a general manager standpoint. So now that I have three young studs, I wind up getting me a guy now. I'm four years behind. Yeah. In experience. Now I'm four years behind experience. Then I look at the defense you have. If you got a defense like how Pittsburgh have a defense right now, you ain't got to lean on your offensive guy right now. You can groom him however you want to groom. Him. But the fact that we just keep riding with seven, and this is no knock to seven but the fact that we just keep riding with seven, if he don't want to change his ways, these are going to be the, out, the, the outcomes every game. If every. you don't want to change his way.
2: And let me every. piggyback off this, Ike. I I've, I've did the research on this and I'm going to keep banging this drum. The St- you have to go back to week six of the 2020 season, the last game, the Steelers ran the ball more than they passed it. Big Ben in year 18, age 39 years old. If you have him throwing the ball 58 times in the game, or 68 in the playoff loss to Cleveland. I don't care if you have Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, elite quarterback talent, it ain't a recipe for success. So these coaches,
0: they're leaning on these quarterbacks, man, saying, go win me the game. But these quarterbacks can't do that. I mean, listen, you we all watch the Super Bowl, and we all believe in Patrick Mahomes, but if the offensive line ain't protecting him, what, what good can he do? Can he really bring you home? Not when that defense is bringing that heat. Well, see, I'm, see, Salo, I'm not is... going to keep blaming the offensive line. Like, Tom oh, no. Brady, he been I'm winning. This... About, I'm just talking about the team around the quarterback. I'm talking about okay. different so, levels. So that's what so I'm
1: I'm, I'm, Salo, Salo. Salo, I'm looking at it like this, Salo.
0: Tom Brady got seven rings. He the only
1: one that figured out. I'm going to hand the ball off, we're going to do play action pass. I'm going to hand the ball off, we're going to do play action pass. I'm going to hand the ball off, do it play action pass. The one that they won in Atlanta, and I was there in person, I saw them outrun. They came back off of running the ball in the ladder from 27 to 3, running the ball. So I said, man, this dude Tom Brady really got it figured out. We never talked about no pro bowlers on Tom Brady's offensive line. We never talked about how depleted the, the, the offensive line was. But Tom, Tom Brady got it. I'm going to hand the ball off. I'm going to get this play-action pass going. I'm going to find Grunk. And when I need to take my shots down the field deep, I will.
2: Okay. a lot to unpack from yesterday's game and it's the first of two matchups in the AFC North. So I know one thing and towards the end of the show, we'll bring this up. We're going to have to do this again when the two teams play again in November, November 28th. I've already got it marked on my calendar just because for a while there, I struggled to get in, to get in anything to say and to be able to contribute to this conversation and everything (laughs) too. But uh, I I tell you what, Pittsburgh came into this game as a three-point favorite, and we do have to put the caveat of all of the injuries that they have. Adam, I thought you brought up a great point, though. This is the NFL, and it's—I know—next man up is a common slogan you hear week in and week out. But you know, to be without a TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, you have two injuries along the offensive line to Kendrick Green and uh, Chukso for. Juju Smith Schuster gets knocked out towards the end of the game. I thought the Steelers offense became very predictable because they didn't have the personnel they normally have on the field with Juju Deontay Johnson. The receiver did not play on Sunday either. So they kept lining up in the same formations and like, If I'm noticing that as a casual viewer, I can't even imagine what it's like from each of your three standpoints, having played in the league for several years, each of you, let alone if you're a defensive player or coordinator from the Bengals standpoint, because to me, what the Steelers were doing offensively was extremely predictable.
3: Um, I agree with you. Um, And after a while doing, you you can go back and look at them plays on the sideline and get a couple... Little, little keys of, of what's going on. But I know we keep talking about what the Steelers didn't do and what the Steelers did do. Let's talk about what the Bengals did. They played the best game they've played up under the coach uh, under coach, in the, since I've been here. Um, I told him I, last year, if he beat the Steelers, I think he should stay. He beat wow. the Steelers this week. He's definitely going to
2: stay. Um, so was but, this your litmus test, Adam, with th- this game? I
3: think if it didn't go this way these first three, four games – I don't know if we, we we would be sitting here patting him on his back like this, but obviously he got the guys in there for his system. You can tell now the guys believe in what they're doing. They seem like they know what the hell they're doing. The last two years, you can tell we didn't have the personnel to fit the scheme that they was doing. Um, so they did right. Sometimes you just got to clear out the whole house. They cleared out the whole house, bringing some younger guys that's used to playing in this, uh, this 3 four defense. And got them all on the same page, you know what I mean. So, I just want to give my my kudos to to, to the Bengals because they they did a, a hell of a job, and they did a great job with the coaching staff. I'm always on all of the coaches mm-hmm. over there. Um, they deserve a game ball too, because it's not regardless of who y'all was missing, it's a hard place to go and win in Pittsburgh.
0: There's no doubt. You know, Dick LeBeau used to tell us when I first came to Cincinnati out of college, he was our defensive coordinator here in Cincinnati. I later when played for him in Pittsburgh. But I remember when he would talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers because at those times during the late 80s, we were beating Pittsburgh with regularity. But he always told us, he said, I don't care what record this team has, they're going to always bring it. He said, You're going to always have to get in the whirlpool when you play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he was right. Yeah. 100%. With that said, you've got to be impressed anytime any team wins the physical battle in the trenches when you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. When Frank Pollock came back as the offensive line coach for this year, and Adam and I have talked about this, we knew the Bengals were on for something. I said, they're, they're going to become more physical at the point of attack on offense. Watch and see. And that's why you see the way that Joe Mixon was running downhill, man. He was running over his pads. He was bringing it and taking it to the defenders. He really was that really helped stimulate the entire offense because now they got play action going They're They're putting the defense uh, or the linebackers in a state of flux. And then when it's time for them to take their shots, quarterback operating under center, right? Man, that ball he threw to Jamar chase. I, I don't know how he caught it. He caught the back end of the ball, but he went and got it, but it really does start for the Bengals with uh, the return of a guy like a Frank Pollock on offense um, and on their offensive line, because I think he's brought with him a great mentality. I thought that's what Mike Munchak gave the Pittsburgh Steelers when he was yeah. there. He gave yeah. them this mindset yeah. Yeah. that yeah. he look, we bringing it. And, and that's absolutely. We had, had Grim Grim before Grim him. Yeah,
1: yeah. we have Mike Munchak, a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Offensive line play coaches. Play
0: offensive line coaches are very important to football teams. Very. People very don't, don't know this, but players know. Players note: with yeah. certain guys, man, they give an offensive line and therefore the offense and the team a certain identity that reeks of toughness. And that goes all the way back to what Dick LeBeau was telling us about the Steelers. And that's one of the things we can't say. But the fact that I, I'm with Adam, we really should be looking at what the what the Bengals are doing now that helped them to win this game, because I think their identity is changing before our very eyes. And that's keeping the pocket clean. You know yeah. when you keep the pocket clean, cause the
1: reason why Joe Burrow damn near last year led the league in getting sacks. You know he he that's that's one week like he, he got hurt.
2: Yeah. You know he was getting <laughs>
1: sacked damn near four times a game. You bring in a Hall of Fame, you bring in a Hall of Fame offensive line coach, and I played it, I played under two Hall of Fame offensive line coaches. And Russ Graham, who was once a part of the Hogs back when, with 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 uh Art Monk and company with the Washington Redskins at the time. Then I had a Mike Munchak. Man, we, we, we just never slipped off when it came down to the mindset and the physicality on the offensive side. But, hell, the offensive side is just as important as that defensive side when you want to talk about the trenches. Because if you got offensive dogs and y'all fighting each other in training camp on the defensive line, it ain't going to do nothing but make everybody else better throughout the whole team. And, yes, Salo, I do agree. It's a lot of people who don't understand how important the offensive line coach is because you are your coach's personality. And yeah. I've learned that from Coach LeBeau. Yeah, if you like, if, if your if your coach have a have a finesse personality, your team is gonna be finesse. 100. If your coach have a dog personality, your team is gonna be a dog, and that's <laughs> right. just what it is.
3: That is what it is. You right right,
1: right, 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 <laughs> right. Right.
2: And I think the Bengals are already getting a return on their investment with the first round pick of Jamar Chase. He has four touchdowns through this young season, he had two on Sunday. All the other rookie receivers combined only have three. So I know that's been a huge debate in the Bengals world is do you should they have drafted Panay Sewell out of Oregon instead? But the way the connection that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase has reminds me a lot of stealing the blueprint of what Justin Jefferson did for the Vikings as a rookie in 2020.
1: Well, you just get a swap, you get a swap for a swap. So you don't get Panay, and we all know Panay in Detroit is a damn dog. We saw hell. he's a dog. Yeah, Mark, yeah, 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 we, we know for sure he's a damn dog. So yep. now you just get a dog coach. So and here go I, and I'm gonna share this
0: since the beginning of football, uh-huh. touchdowns follow blocking. It's never been the other way around. Cause we've knocking people off the ball, dude. We can we'll get some people open, and we'll get some people into the end zone. But I could tell you right now, nobody's gonna like quibble over the selection of a Jamar Chase. <laughs> he's just not gonna do it. He's too cold. We all knew it. We saw him at LSU. He he's just too good of a player. Um, I wanted them to take the lineman, but I said, there Ain't no way in my right mind. I'm gonna criticize the Bengals for taking Jamar Chase, he's just too good. So Solo, I, I think it was a win-win move either way. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta understand too, Salo. This the new
1: wave. Like you, you get these young quarterbacks and you get some guys. Who they didn't play with a high school and they got first or second round grades and you got opportunity to get them, man. They ain't nothing but a good marriage going on. You know what I'm saying? If you look at Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts, then you look at Devontae Smith with the Philadelphia Eagles. There you go. If you look at the, the young stud over there with the, the first round, who's the first round quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, Trevor Lawrence.
2: Trevor so you
1: get Trevor Lawrence, then you get the running back to go along with him. Then you get a Joe Burrow, who is already a year ahead of Jamar Chase. Now he got some experience, so now he can show Jamar Chase how to be a professional in the NFL, and there you go. But don't forget, I know we talking about Jamar Chase, but T Higgins is no slouch, and Tyler Boyd is no slouch. I was so you're honest, you. Sure, we got- flavor, Yeah, whatever flavor, yeah, y'all got, y'all got some flavor as, with as them. An, as a DV, you know,
3: like, you got a guy that's flying fast, Correct. A guy that's a big body that can run routes and that can get over That's a dog. And you got a little guy in the slot. That a pit bull. Oh, yeah. Uh, a a t- Tyler
0: Boyd is that dude
3: now. And then you got a <laughs> Prince of Canarian in the backfield. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. Come on, man! <laughs> Let's <laughs>
0: go. Okay, <laughs>
3: man. And I'm I'm not just saying that. I know it's early in the season. Oh, man. They can stay healthy and build on what they got right now. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care what nobody say, bro. If, it, if you go over to Pittsburgh and win in Pittsburgh, regardless, if that's saying something, so. you can go a lot of other places and win.
0: That's right.
3: Because the culture of the football in Pittsburgh is way different than any other culture when it comes to certain teams. So, you know so are I
0: mean? we? Are we believing that the Steelers are done? No, like after what you saw yesterday, I mean, is anybody? Hey, I I'm know not, what they saying around. Them out, you know what they saying on the airwaves in about. Pittsburgh, man. I don't already read the articles this morning. Right now in Pittsburgh, they throwing dirt on Ben. He's done. He shouldn't have came back. He's oh It's over. That's what most people in Pittsburgh are saying right now.
1: Well, I mean, to your point, Solo. Um, they had a reporter say this offseason that Ben will Ben will get replaced during the season. And Ben, Ben and company is going to, to the Green Bay Packers this Sunday. This week, that's right. Yeah, and that's that's not going to be a good bounce back game. You know what I'm saying? So we shall see what Coach Tomlin and company do or want to do when it comes down to the performance of Big Ben. But man, they're not going to replace Big Ben. Man, they're going they they're they going to live and die by seven, regardless on how good or bad he played. Now, if it just so happened to have a mysterious injury.
0: Stay tuned. (laughs) Come on over here. Stand stand next to me. When he missed James Washington going down that sideline yesterday, I did like this. I said, you know, you don't get to miss those, right? I don't care who you are. Like, you can have Hall of Fame. They could be over there chiseling your name or making the jacket. But when you miss those, man, that's the one that Mike Tomlin is paying attention to is he's taking a look at the tape. There's going to be a lot of drops on that tape, by the way. Right, right, you know, the, right. ste- the Pittsburgh Steelers finished the game with three straight drops on offense.
2: Right. Correct. But
0: when he see that one, he's like, Ben, you got to make that throw. And even Ben knows he's got to make that throw because when quarterback misses those, you lo- You tend to lose games. And uh, that was a chance for them to confidence get back in. Too. Oh, absolutely. He definitely tend to lose confidence.
3: So Everybody know, around. Everybody him. know We know who Ben is and who he was, but don't think he's not thinking about this in the back of his head also.
2: Solomon, uh, can bro, we switch uh, opponents in week four? We can take on the Jaguars, and then you guys can go to Lambeau and take on the Packers. Can we do ain't, that? Ain't
0: nobody, <laughs> nobody scared of Green Bay. And see, y'all surprised me. Y'all Steeler people. Man, I've, what I've always admired about people in the Steel City, man, they got heart. They oh, ain't scared right, of nobody. Right, right, and right. now he want to give us the Green Bay Packers, Pat. You see that? They I'm want to no, say they, something. They're saying swing. something, they're they're, some, they're, baby. Saying so,
3: we, we'll go Culture up in there. is changing over here now. We'll Let go, go up in fight.
0: there. That's you right, Mark. Let's go, all comers. It's all right. We gotta do what we gotta do. We I, I think it's. I, even, even, I personally think it's harder to win in,
3: in Pittsburgh than it is in Green
0: Bay. I don't. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Steeler people <laughs> afraid to go up in Lambo to play the Green Bay Pack. Ooh. No, it's, it's
1: it's I mean, how, how they how they playing, Ooh. bro? It's, it's it's gonna be tough, but I tell you this: when we <laughs> weren't scared we scare of nobody. When I was back right there, from 03 to two thousand fourteen, man, we felt sorry for a lot of people. We did play like it's not about to be a good day for y'all. I'm that's sorry. What I, that's what yeah. That's all. That's
0: all I've ever known about Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's bro, all,
1: but we we felt out. like Salo because we knew we had a running game as well. When you have Jerome Bettis, yeah, right. Willie that's Willie right. uh, Willie that's Parker. Right. Y'all say that good before, when you when 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 you got a nice little running game and you know they can bleed the clock a little bit and you can just fly around and you're getting these three and outs, you're able to 100%. do that right now. Pittsburgh can't say that right now, dog. <laughs> they can't say we're about to bleed the clock and just have good defense all the time. So that's why people are so skeptical right now going to Green
3: Man, Bay.
0: Man, it's times are changing in Pittsburgh. Y'all don't 100. percent I, I I can't believe what I'm here. Yeah, I can't believe, believe what I'm here. They don't
3: went to a finesse over there, look like to me, and you know, they always from, have, from your eye test,
1: Batman. That's what you see from,
3: from my audience, right? And you know, I've played against y'all the last 10 11 years from your eye test, dog. Bro, y'all, we always say, Hey, damn, man, we got to go play Pittsburgh. Better bring two chin scraps. That's, right. that's right, right now,
0: <laughs> right now, we
3: only need one chin strap. Baby. <laughs> it's a one chin strap. It's a game one chin now? strap game. <laughs>
2: Mike, yeah. you always say, bring it's your big dinky, boy pads. Is that dinky
3: <laughs> don't game now, you know what I mean? Oh, you see, I, oh my, I'm going to have to have 15 tackles for us to win this game. I know <laughs> they're going to run the ball.
0: Hey, man. <laughs> that ain't right. It ain't right, Ike. It ain't hey, right. Ain't hey, time you know, to
3: turn
1: it. And, I, I, and you
0: know what we just said. You are your coach's personality. We but just Mike, said. See, Mike T's got the personality of a dog. You know that. Mike, Mike T got that personality. Now we need, some other, we need some other people with that personality. It's not permeating through there in a way that it used to. You see what I'm saying? Now, I just told you, Frank, I felt like the Bengals needed that. And then they bring over Frank Pollock as the offensive line coach. I said, okay, this offseason, everybody around town knew what that was going to do for the Bengals. And those are the kind of – I just believe – if, if you're coaching in this league, you gotta you got to have the cupboard full of those kind of teachers in the building. And you got to yeah. be able to point to guys that give your team that kind of personality. No,
1: yeah. offense and defense line. Because, you, you know, Coach John Mitchell, I don't know if people know Coach John Mitchell. He was oh, the yeah. first black oh, yeah. college coach for the, for the great Bear Bryant in Alabama. You That's know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Coach, coach John Mitchell, defense alignment he made sure his D-line knew what the linebackers were doing, the corners, and the safeties was doing. That's and it right. had to be technician. So the fact – and I got to look up this stats since you brought it up, Salo. The fact that – I wonder what's their record since Mike Munchak have, have left. I wonder what their record is, the Pittsburgh Steelers record is, since the, since the Hall of Fame – matter of fact, the Hall of Fame coach went to Denver. He went, he went, to, went Denver to Denver to be the yeah. offensive line coach. Oh, yeah. So oh, I, yeah. I, I want to see, see what their record is after he left. That's a, certain, good, that's a good good.
0: Certain yeah. guys like Munchak ain't going to let you get away from the run game. Right. Correct. He'll walk right. over there to the guy with that play calling sheet and she say, yeah. hey, man, you, you need to let my boys eat because right, right now they're teeing off on us and we need to Correct. tee off on them. Correct. So that's what the great offensive line coach is He ain't going to let that guy get away from the run game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's no
1: fit fights. Yeah, that's y'all
0: right.
1: That's like, right. They, 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 some bar fight guys. Coach Russ Brill yeah. was oh, a yeah. bar fight guy. Coach Mike Munchak was a bar fight guy. Them boys ain't care what the temperature was or where they was at in the world. If hey. yeah, they ain't like what you were doing, one they was going to tell
2: you how it was. Two, we can step outside if you need that, to. They'll yeah. take you out back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to steal a line you have here. Solomon oh. right now is talking my turkey, and when we talk and do this special cross show. Again, two months from now, I hope we're having a different conversation. I know you are. I I think I get the win either way.
0: I played for both teams and enjoyed every minute of it. Thanks, guys. Hey, Pat,
1: Pat, man, I'm going to keep it 100 with you, Pat, man. You should have been one of us, dog. <laughs> man, you could have did that. Man, I
3: appreciate it, man. man, I, I, man I, I play hard.
1: You should have. You you had you. You was our personality. You was our. Yeah. And I oh, remember God. watching you from West Virginia too. I was like, this little dude a damn dog, right? Yeah. No this
3: doubt. Little, yeah.
0: Bite on everything. Yeah. everything. Yeah. Everything. Hey man, I no
3: love plays against y'all too, man. Um, it was good. It was good, bro. All
0: right, guys, it's been great. Mark, thanks for uh hosting us. And uh, who would have ever thought we could have a podcast between Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals? But here right. we are. Technology right. has allowed us to do that. This is cool, yes, sir. Hey, Any Pat, man, stop, man. Boy, man boy, you
3: know
1: man, that, boys. Hopefully, we can do this again, man. I had a great time with y'all. Yes, sir. All right,
2: all right. Good Mark, stuff, Mark. I appreciate, it, bro. Of course, all part of the Believe Podcast Network family. For Solomon Wilcox, Adam Pacman Jones, Ike Taylor. I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Tune in to both of our shows, Believe in Bengals and Believe in Steelers podcasts. We'll see you next time. Take care and so long, everyone. Peace. Yes, sir. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call.